Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kaderna Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and I'm happy to kick off the new year with our first episode of 2021. So I know 2020 was one for the record books uh, that we'd all like to soon probably forget, and we've had quite an uh, interesting start to this new year as well. But in spite of all the news and all the, the commotion and, and the noise that you're constantly being bombarded with, I'd like us all just to kind of come back for the next 20, 25 minutes and focus on the goal of this podcast, which is to increase your wealth. And again, I don't just mean it in a financial sense. We look at wealth in its original meaning, which is a state of well-being. And that's why we talk about a lot of different issues. It could be health, it could be money, it could be your hobbies, your passions, your family, a whole slew of other things. So this year, we've got a really exciting agenda. We already have some pretty cool guests that are on the uh, schedule. So definitely stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss an episode. But without further ado, this week, we're going to kick it off talking about the age-old American tradition of New Year's resolutions. What a better way to start here in January. So if we look at, you know, some of the New Year's resolutions that are out there, we'll see a lot of the uh, familiar ones. I'd like to just reference a quick uh, poll that was done by Statista, which does some great polling. And for 2021, the top New Year's resolutions, number one was to exercise more. All right. I think we all see that when we go back to the gym uh, and it's packed and maybe not so much now with the pandemic, but you get my point. Number two, eat healthier. I, even myself, I took on a new diet. It's the Blue Zone diet, which is where they see people that live to like 110 uh, and do a lot of whole food, plant-based dieting. So I'm going to give that a shot and we'll see how it goes and how long I can last. Number three, spend some more time with family and friends. Number four was to lose weight. That's always up there. Number five, live more economically. And that's something we'll certainly focus on here in the show. Uh, six was to spend less time on social media. Number seven was improve my performance on the job. Definitely difficult in this kind of new world where so much is remote or virtual. Number eight was to reduce stress on the job. Also can be trying. Uh, number nine, still up there, is to quit smoking. And finally, number 10 was to cut down on the alcohol. Uh, a consumption or habit that I think definitely increased amongst this quarantine. So those are the most popular New Year's resolutions for 2021, and I want to try and help all of you listeners out there to stick to them. But what we're going to talk about today is the one that fell right in the middle there, which was thinking more economically, right? And in particular, looking at your financial plan. So a lot of my clients, when I sit down with them, they say, hey, Bri, how often do we change the financial plan? When do we kind of mix things up or shake it up and uh, revisit it in a year and, and come up with a new approach? The answer to that is actually never, all right? The financial plan uh, from a, a macroeconomic standpoint, we do not want to change. We want to adhere to a sound process, okay? Similarly to these other topics up here of dieting or going to the gym, again, you want to have a plan that you stick to for life, whether that's getting 60 minutes of exercise a day or following the food pyramid or whatever diet it is that you adhere to. All right, so the overall plan of how we manage money is not going to change. It will stay the same. 
so why do I exist? Why do you need advisors? Well, all of the ingredients or the components within that plan are constantly changing, okay? So there's a lot of different parts kind of underneath the hood that make up this, this car, if you will, or this vehicle to get you towards ultimate wealth. And some of the components in there we do have to tune up or fix as time goes on, but the overall plan or process we're going to stick to no matter what, all right? And that's where we're going to start today. So if on your New Year's resolution, maybe it was to kind of get your financial affairs in order, today's episode will definitely be a good launch pad for you, all right? So we're going to take it back to basics. We're going to discuss what a sound plan should involve. And we're going to focus a lot on the ideas of budgeting and how to actually save money every month. Because you'd be surprised how many kind of little ways and little changes there are that you could make to really start saving quite a bit of money over time. And if you understand compounding and some of the philosophies we've addressed on this show, you'll see how much those little improvements can add up to over time. So without further ado, let's go all the way back to the pilot episode of the Kaderna podcast, in which we talked about the five pillars of financial planning. Okay, this is the process that does not change. So the first of those pillars was protection first. Uh, just to elaborate, it was protection first, fully, and forever. And so what that means is looking at all the potential threats that you might incur as a household or as a business. You know, what if uh, you, know, you ever got sued? What if you ever got sick? You lost your job? Um, any of these kind of unforeseen incidents what are the right insurances or products to kind of address those? That again, they don't really matter. They're pretty boring until they do matter. And then it's front and center. It's the most important thing in your world. All right, so a lot of them are easy fixes that you can kind of uh, just make sure that your insurances are adequate or they are what they, th what they are what you thought they were. And then you can kind of slide them back in the drawer and forget about it. All right, so I think that, that is probably the, the least time consuming uh, of all the different items we address, but definitely take a look at them. It's January. It's a good time to say, hey, how much do I have left on my term life policy? How much disability insurance do I have when I took out that policy 10 years ago? Um, did I put my kids that are now driving uh, on my umbrella policy? God forbid they get into an accident. Think about those things and just make sure that that housekeeping is in order. Okay. And if you have questions, Go back to prior episodes. We talked a lot about different insurances. Number two was building up your rainy day fund or budgeting. You know, they kind of go hand in hand. That's the second pillar of financial planning. And I want to spend time there because this is something that's just not like a once a year or once every uh, you know six months kind of adjustment. This is your habit. This is your going to the gym every morning. This is the monitoring your diet. That's what budgeting is. It's a constant exercise, okay? So some tips here that I like to always share on budgeting. Number one, write it down, okay? If it's just something that you're coming up with and, and you tell your spouse, hey, we should save more. It's a great idea. It's a starting point, but usually that doesn't, uh, unfortunately, kind of add up in the long run. So hold yourself accountable. You could just be using an Excel sheet, tracking what you guys take home every month, versus what your average expenditures are. Uh, if you do online banking, uh, a lot of them now have services where you can look at your checking account and see how much comes in or goes out, all right? So that's another method. Or I like to use with my clients a software program called the Living Balance Sheet. 
uh, that does get much more intricate. So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of, uh, you know, get the job done. But the point is you want to hold yourself accountable. Now, with that said, the next thing that we always encourage people to do is to aim to save 20% of their income. All right. I think that that is a terrific rule of thumb uh, that can really put you on the fast track. All right. So think about that. Let's say that you're making a hundred thousand dollar salary. All right. 20% of that or $20,000 over a 12 month period. That's saving about $1,600 a month. If you can do that, if you can save $1,600 a month, that will put you in a really good position as life moves on. Okay. Now, where does that go? That's where we can start to talk about the underlying investments or ingredients, if you will, within the overall plan, how to invest it, what accounts to use, all that stuff we elaborate on in a lot of other episodes. Okay. But if you're saying, hey, Brian, that 20% sounds great, but there's just not enough money at the end of the month. All right. I'm going to share a couple tips. Number one, create a new side fund. All right, go to the bank and open up a new savings account and just nickname it, which you can do, and call it, you know, Joe's Wealth Accumulation Account or whatever name it is that you'll always know what it is. And start to really try and siphon that money out of your everyday world, your everyday checking and savings into the side fund and do not touch it. That's like the untouchable fund that you just want to start to begin accumulating wealth in. All right. It's a very easy way without committing to something long term where you're losing liquidity to that money. But it's a way to really try and get that out of your everyday habits uh, and see, are you really saving what you should? OK, so set up that side fund or that wealth accumulation account. It's not going to change anything in your financial world. It's really more of an exercise uh, that I think can lead to some of these other steps. And if you're still saying, well, I'm doing that, but I just I don't really know where the money's going and we have a budget, but what's coming in is going out, or it even seems like there's more month than money, uh, then here's some, some little tricks that I'm gonna share with you uh, that can make an impact. Again, these are small improvements. Number one, start looking for coupons, okay? I, and I'm sure all of you get inundated with coupons, whether it's through emails, or even on the Sunday mailer, or from Dick's Sporting Goods, or wherever it might be. Save them and use them next time. All right. A lot of people just say, ah, it's a pain in the neck. I'll just throw it in the garbage. All right. If there are places that you frequent, whether it's the food store or going to, you know, the sporting goods store for the kids activities, save those coupons. All right? They add up and it's nice to kind of recoup that money. Number two, try and take on some at home hobbies. All right. This pandemic is giving us a great opportunity to see how can we do it ourselves instead of going out into the world that might be meditating that might be reading new books from the library that you could even download on a library's website on your Kindle or on your audiobook. Okay, uh, it might be at-home hobbies, doing puzzles, uh, playing chess, checkers, board games, uh, things like that. It could be writing. All right, just a quick plug. That's what I did during the pandemic. I finished Anorak, uh, this book right here. That was one of my objectives for 2020, and the pandemic helped me get there. All right, so. Think about all these different hobbies. Gardening is another big one uh, that people put down as a, uh, a New Year's resolution. So use those. They're all pretty much free and, and they can be great ways to kind of escape and, and uh, have some fun at the same time. Another thing that's a, a top way to save money is become your own barista. All right. 
if you think about what does it cost to make a cup of coffee at your house, all right, you've got water, you've got maybe some coffee beans that if you break it down per cup of coffee, probably is going to run you somewhere around 15 or 20 cents, all right, versus if we go to Starbucks or to Dunkin' Donuts and get the spicy pumpkin peppermint winter latte, all of a sudden that's $7.50, Right? And we add that up day after day, week after week. That can be a huge bill over time. Right in that same vein, another one is to start cooking. Okay, I know it was very easy amidst the pandemic to just use Grubhub, DoorDash, all these great services and start eating out as we just kind of get a little bit you know, bogged down in this world. Right? If we can start going to get our own ingredients, not only is it healthier for those New Year's resolutions, but it's also a way to save a lot of money. And at the same time, it could be maybe a new hobby or passion. So start cooking your own food. It's a huge way to save money. Another one is look at cash rewards credit cards. All right, a great way to raise the FICO score, your credit score, is to use a credit card and then pay that off systematically every month. So now here's a win-win where we could be improving our credit score. And at the same time that we're using all of our monthly expenses we ordinarily have, whether that's our utilities, our groceries, different memberships, throw them on the credit card. And then depending on where that is, maybe you're getting two or 3% cash back. And that's nice to see those little bonuses hit your checking account every month. Okay. But again, we don't want to carry credit card balances over time, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. Other ways to save some money, stop buying bottled water. Not only is it bad for the environment, maybe another New Year's resolution out there to go green, but also it costs a lot of money, right? Water is a free resource, you know, by and large. I mean, yeah, maybe we pay a little when we fill it up in the fridge to our utility bill, but compared to going out and get, getting bottled water, it's a huge savings and it's good for the environment. So go get a hydro flask or any other glass or bottle and start filling it up with water every day. It's healthy and you're saving money. What are some other things that we could do? Uh, for the ladies out there, getting your nails done at home. Again, in the do-it-yourself world, I don't know really what that costs uh, to go get your nails done, your hair done, all that stuff, but I know it adds up. So again, if we can have fun with it at home, another quick, easy way to save money and improve that budget. Other things, uh, use uh, the warehouse clubs. Think of the Costco's, the BJ's. If you got a large family, a great way to buy in bulk. They also have many other services, whether it's getting your oil changed, the mechanic. Some of them have gas on site that can be quite a bit cheaper than the gas station down the road. So start to look into those opportunities to save money. Just being overall do-it-yourselfer. If you've got to you know, paint a new bedroom in the house, try it out on your own rather than hiring a painter for $500 or $1,000. Uh, and then a couple last ones here, the easy one that I think a lot of people have embraced is to eliminate or reduce your cable bill. We live in an era now with Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and every service that you could imagine that can bring us whatever content that is we want to watch on demand. All right. So if we're using those services, maybe it's redundant to have this big cable bill that we never even use or watch. So just take an afternoon to kind of examine that as well. All right, so I've just listed here probably 10 different steps that I don't think are, are very difficult. They all affect our everyday habits, and every one of them is guaranteed to save money. 
And when you're guaranteed to, to save money, you're guaranteed to improve your financial well-being. And then last but not least is keeping up with the Joneses. This is a constant mistake that every financial advisor out there sees for their clients. It's inevitable. You know, we, we all kind of fall prey to that at some point. But right now, I mean, half of us are just stuck at home anyways. So who is there to impress? Again, maybe do your nails yourself instead of uh, at the fanciest uh, salon, you know, in the neighborhood. All right. So I know that that was long winded. All of that kind of falls into that budgeting category. But that would be my response if you're saying I'm having trouble saving 20 percent. Look at those easy cost saving measures, set up a side fund or wealth accumulation account, and then try and start having 20 percent of your income go there and don't touch it. All right. And now then we can kind of use that habit to really, uh, you know, cover some ground when we get into the investing world. That was number two. Number three of our financial planning pillars is to get rid of debt, in particular, high interest rate debt, okay? By and large, in today's environment, if you have debt that's at over 8% interest, I would strongly consider making that a priority to either drastically reduce or eliminate that debt, okay? It could be personal loans or things of that nature, uh, or it could be, of course, credit card debt that we can often see creep up to over 20% interest. So in a current low interest rate environment, I mean, that is just outrageous. And think, if you have a $10,000 credit card bill that just kind of revolves all year long, that was $2,000 or 20% that you paid to interest alone. Imagine what that could have done, you know, towards your financial plan otherwise. So really work on that debt. What are some of the things that we can do to, uh, you know, improve that? Number one, if you have high interest rate debt, call those lenders and see if they're willing to give you a lower rate, uh, especially credit cards. Uh, you'd be surprised how many of them are willing to work with you. And going from maybe 20% to 15% is a big improvement. Uh, cut out some of the, the miscellaneous expenses that we just referenced and the ones particularly that go on maybe new credit cards, new store credit cards and things like that, uh, that are easy to get lost in the shuffle. But again, they're bills that certainly add up for us. Consider refinancing. Okay, I just went through this myself on our primary residence. Right now, according to Bloomberg, the average 30-year fixed interest rate is 2.91%. Think about that, guys. On your house, you could get 30-year money at less than 3% with potential tax benefits, obviously, being a homeowner. So that is what we call good debt. So if you have a mortgage that still has a long term and it's at 5% or 6%, maybe give a thought to refinancing that. Again, it's an easy way to save some money over time. And then work on eliminating that debt by prioritizing uh, which ones come first. Okay, obviously the high interest ones probably should get your attention. Um, and then work on that balance between getting rid of debt, but also building up that savings account. Okay. And we'll have more episodes on debt, and there's ones in the past that you could certainly look into. And then lastly, steps four and five of our financial planning process really involve building wealth and investing, okay? So eventually, you want to get into a position where your money's working for you, and that does require investing of some way, shape, or form. There's a thousand different ways to go about it. Uh, there's a lot of different methods, philosophies, there's different accounts, whether it's for retirement or college or uh, just a good old brokerage account for your own benefit. 
a lot of different ways that we can set that up that are beyond this uh, initial episode of 2021. And a good segue is next week, we're going to be discussing a backdoor Roth IRA. So I'm sure many of my loyal listeners and viewers uh, understand what the Roth option is and the ability to grow your money tax-free over time. I love it. I think it's an awesome opportunity. And many of our high earners out there that are listening might initially say, well, you mentioned Roth IRA. That doesn't apply to me. Next week, we're going to talk about the backdoor Roth IRA, which affords everybody the opportunity to put money away and grow it tax-free, regardless of how much money you're making. So definitely tune into that one. All right, so I hope uh, this was a good intro for everybody this year. Just some quick tips here again, if your New Year's resolution happened to be uh, to put yourself in a better financial position. And if it wasn't, it should still be a goal because it relates to pretty much every other resolution that I mentioned. All right, wealth and health, they really go hand in hand here. Uh, So we can't skimp out on either one. But thank you again for tuning in. Please stay with us this year. We're going to try and bring you even better, more relevant content that's actionable and can improve your situation regardless of where you are or what you're trying to accomplish. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and we'll see you next week. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Brian Kaderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PASS. OSJ 300 Broadacres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003, 973-244-4420. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Coderna Financial Team is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number OK04194. Approval Number 2021-123030. Expiration Date 6-2023.